It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Sports Radio 94 WIP. It is the Chickies and Pete's Players Lounge. We're at Chickies and Pete's in South Philly. Ike Reese, Elliot Short Parks, my main man, Hugh Douglas, in the house. And our guest tonight, Eagles left guard, Pro Bowl left guard, Landon Dickerson is in the building tonight. LD, how you doing, brother? I'm good. How are y'all doing tonight? Well, I I, I was saying to uh, Landon prior to us coming on, uh, Elliot and, and Hugh, I was saying, like, this game has so much build-up to it. 49ers-Eagles, this whole rematch. We know all the talk going into the game, all the off-season stuff. Listen, we filled a whole week of content last week with 49ers fans and 49ers radio personalities and all of that. We did all of that. And I think everyone was excited to see this game yesterday. And the biggest takeaway I got from fans today and Elliot, I don't know if you've been on today or if you had a chance to mm-hmm. listen. I know you, yep. you did your yeah. show earlier. Earlier, is that sure there are some fans that are upset about the outcome of the game yesterday, and they were expecting the Eagles to win. But the, the general consensus I got was a little bit of a disappointment in how the game turned out. Yeah, and more or less that it, they thought it would be more of a back and forth. I mean, something similar to what we saw the week before against Buffalo. Yeah, absolutely. I mean. You know, I think that kind of sums up the feelings of the players and coaches today in meetings and just, you know, talking over the game and what to fix. It was, uh, you know, disappointing. I mean, you know, we came out strong in the first quarter. I mean, I don't think we played a better first quarter. And, you know, just from there, um, you know, just things kind of didn't go our way. And, you know, we didn't do what we needed to do to, you know, stay competitive in the game. And, you know, you see the outcome of that. You guys came out, as you mentioned, and – I mean, dominated that first quarter. I think the Niners had minus six yards. You guys were in the over 100 yards. But one thing that did happen in that first quarter that I think shaped the game in some ways was early on driving right down the field twice and ending in field goals. Yeah. Curious from your perspective, um, you know, now that it's been almost a full day, like what, what happened on those two drives? Was there a common theme or, or what happened that kind of kept you guys out of the end zone? Uh, I mean, you know, I think the 49ers did a good job of adjusting that defense when we got into the red zone. I mean, it's it's what a lot of NFL teams do. They have kind of a, you know, a different defense when you get down into that high red zone, that 20-yard line, then you get inside, you know, that 12 to kind of 6 range, it changes to low red zone and then tight red zone defense and you know, I just think they had some good adjustments for us and we weren't able to capitalize on the opportunities given us. And, uh, you know, it's always tough when you're not able to, you know, score seven when you're down in that area and, you know, you're settling for field goals. And, you know, it's one thing that, 
you know, we kind of struggled with at the beginning of the season that we uh, emphasized to work on and, you know, started to get better at and then, you know, took a step back this week with that. When you, when you, when you watch that film, I know the outcome wasn't what you wanted to do, but how hard was it to watch that film today? And, and just give me a kind of brief synopsis on what some of the critiques were offensively that you saw when you watched the film. Yeah, I, I, the biggest thing and the biggest takeaway was just, you know, missed opportunities. Um, you know, going back and watching the film, you, you're kind of sick looking there and saying, you know, we, we were, you know, one step away from this run hitting for, you know, 15, 20 yards. We were, you know, half a second away from, you know, this route breaking and, you know, scoring a touchdown on it. And maybe it was just, you know, one guy here or there that didn't quite do something quite right. And, you know, it, it takes all 11 guys out there to, you know, be successful and, you know, just – it was almost just, you know, everybody kind of took a turn of, you know, you know, one person here, one person there. And, you know, we're not pointing fingers at anybody, but it just showed that, you know, the opportunities were there and, you know, we had the ability to be able to get good plays and, you know, play a good game. But it was just one of those things we couldn't all get on the same page. When you, when you, how much, I know there's no room for excuses, but how much do you think that having that short week of rest kind of played into the, the offense playing the way that they did or the team in general playing the way that they did? Uh, I mean, honestly, it, it's not – no really excuses out there. Um, I think San Fran was coming off of a 10-day. I think they had a yeah. Thursday game the week before. Um, you know, it's not really an excuse. I mean, rest is great and all. And, you know, we've gotten used to you know, kind of being on a – you know, we started the season off with a little bit of a weird schedule. I think we came in and week two was like a Thursday game. And then, you know, we've had Monday games, late night games, late night away games where you're getting back at, you know, 5, 6 a.m. in the morning. Um, you know, it does help to get that rest. But at the same time, that's no excuse. You know, we're, we're used to this. We're used to, you know, having short turnarounds and all this stuff. So, I mean, you know, it's beneficial to them. And, you know, I, I don't think that we can use it as an excuse for us. The start of that game, uh, I mean, the intensity of it was just crazy. The feeling in the stadium, you could tell the Niners really came. Like, this was, you know, for lack of a better term, their Super Bowl. Like, they've been looking forward to this game. I'm sure they had it circled. I'm curious, from your perspective, you played in a ton of big games, both in the NFL and in college. Just what was that atmosphere like prior to that game, considering it, it was a regular season game? I mean, it feels like a playoff loss today to some, but it was a regular season game. So just what was the atmosphere like? I mean, the atmosphere going into it now, yeah, I can't speak for how people were feeling talking on the radio or mm -hmm. uh, social media or anything like that. But Yeah, Elliot. Uh, yeah, I, I <laughs> people were excited. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. And, uh, I mean, that, that's how we were. I mean, in the locker room before the game, going out warming up pregame. I mean, you know, we, we just felt like, you know, it was this, this was a big game. And, obviously, every week is a big game. And, you know, San Fran is a really good team and, you know, Obviously, a lot of off-season stuff, a lot of chatter and social media stuff, mm -hmm. players talking and all. And I think that uh, everybody on you know both teams is looking forward to this game. Yeah, the chippiness is there, and I, and I for one, you know, I I don't mind it. You know, Hugh and I, we were down there on the field prior to the game, and you could almost feel you could feel the energy both oh, yeah. sides. Both yeah. sides, I think, both sides had they they knew what was at stake in the game and the fact that you're playing each other for the first time since the NFC championship game. Do you feel like that became a distraction, got in the way or anything, or do you feel like everybody from, from this side, the Eagles side meaning, handled sort of those emotions and those type of things okay? I'm just wondering from the players whether or not 
you know, sometimes it can be too much and, and, and it becomes a distraction. But also there's times where you can use it to bring you to the level that you want to be at. Yeah, and I, I think going into that game and, you know, starting it out and even the leading up to it, I, I do think that kind of that uh, chipping in, like, you know, I, the back and forth of it, just it, it was motivated. It didn't really become a distraction for us. We were able to use it in a positive way, which, you know, I think is – something that some teams aren't able to do and that's you know that that was something we handled extremely well was being able to you know use it as we needed to in a beneficial way and not let it become you know distraction like you said Um, I'm curious uh you know obviously last time you guys played prior to yesterday was in the playoffs uh not that long ago was last season but it's not like it's been multiple years did you notice any difference in their defense in terms of what they how they tried to attack you uh the scheme because you guys moved it well really well early you moved the ball well early on but as as it went on it kind of fell apart a little bit do you notice any uh differences in their defense yeah i mean obviously uh you know 49ers are a good team they have very good players uh the addition with chase young and hargrave you know one of our guys um, you know, they definitely added a lot to that D-line. Also, they already had Bosa and Armstead. So, um, you know, going in, they're a lot of talented players and really well-coached team. And, you know, they just – going in, they had a good game plan. We were able to move the ball at first, and, you know, they start making adjustments. That's how games go. You go in, you know, first drive, we make our adjustments, they make adjustments, and then it's a back-and-forth game after that. And, you know, for us, I think we just weren't able to – you know, make those adjustments we needed to, you know, in time. And it took us a little bit to get to them. And, you know, San Fran didn't waste any time with it. And they were able to capitalize on opportunities and, you know, keep being successful. You, you mentioned Hargrave. Uh, I'm curious, just from a player's perspective, what's I, it like? I didn't hear Hargrave's name yesterday. <laughs> well, he just said it. But, yeah, yeah, didn't hear much on the broadcast yet. <laughs> uh, Hargrave got a game ball? I, that's news to me, I guess. Because yeah. I guess he, he was with us. Last oh, you mean the, their team gave him the game ball? Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant like yeah, Fox like he was out there balling, ball like balling profusely yeah. or something. No, they, oh, you mean they gave him the game yeah, ball? They like, because, hey, yeah, yeah, it's, oh, it's yeah. His commemorative team. kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. Yeah, that, got that you. makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm curious, what's it like playing in a game against somebody that you practiced <laughs> against last year? Like, do you do you feel like it's an advantage because you went against them? Does he have an advantage? Like, just what's that like when you've repped against somebody so many times and you play him in a game? Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's yeah. It, just kind of we we know each other already I mean you know practicing against them every day for mm-hmm. what was it, two years um, you know just kind of knowing what he likes to do and his pass rush and how his game is and he knows what my game is like and you know it's just kind of uh, it, it almost felt a little bit like you know those one-on-one practice reps <laughs> in the middle of camp and you know him trying to work a move and me trying to do something different and all that stuff and you know I mean overall it's it kind of similar to how it is with like you know Dallas and Washington the Giants where you're playing guys multiple times yeah. a year and you know you're seeing them often you kind of learn what they do and you know it becomes just something a familiar feeling like him being in front of me and me blocking him so yeah I'll tell you what uh when we know Javon Hargrave and this isn't Landon Dickerson saying this this is me saying this uh we know he's not really all that interested in stopping the run um so I look at I look at yesterday's game, uh, Landon, and I say one of the things that you obviously notice is different from the championship game to yesterday is our inability to run the ball. We ran the ball in that championship game. Kenny Gainwell and Miles Sanders had success running the football. 
we weren't able to run the football yesterday. I thought that kind of hurt us in the red zone, particularly on those first two drives. We didn't get to get in that uh, advantageous situation. Did you notice anything they were doing differently from a, from a run defense standpoint? You know, I, I mean, I agree with you on uh, not being able to get the run game started. Um, yeah, I, I think a big thing is, you know, as an offensive line, I think we've prided ourselves on being able to run the ball in key situations. And, you know, I don't know that we really got the opportunity to do that. Um, and that wasn't just due to play. I mean, play calling was a result of, you know, what we were seeing on defense. And a lot of the time that was, you know, conducive to throwing the ball. And, you know, I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. It's, you know, I, I'm not going to complain about the, the play calling, all this stuff, because we go in and we're going to call the plays that we think are going to be successful. And, you know, if that means we got to go in and throw the ball because that's going to bring us the most success, then I'm good with it. So, uh, you know, for us, what we saw was, you know, a, a defense that was conducive to throwing the ball against and, you know, reading these guys and trying to get some throws. And, you know, it just happened to be that we weren't on our A game. You know, I, I know that uh, I'm assuming that, like, when you were in Alabama, you didn't lose a whole lot of football games, especially the one the way that you lost it yesterday. After a game like the one that was, that was had yesterday when the scores run up, how do, you, how do you go home and decompress with something like that? Because that was a tough one yesterday. Uh, I mean, it was tough. I, I went to bed about 5 o'clock this morning. Um, oh, wow. It's just kind of one of those things you just think about, you know, what, what you could have done better, what you can do moving forward, and – you know, it's 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 tough when it's it stays on your mind. But the thing is, is you know, you go in this morning, you look at the film, and you know, talk with coaches, players. You see, you know, it's it's a learning opportunity now. I mean, it's in the past. We can't change the outcome of that. The only thing we can do is evaluate. You know, what did we do good? What did we do bad? And you know, how do we move forward from here? And you know, I think going in this morning, we, you know, as a whole team, we we understood that we did not play to the level that you know we expect to play to, and. You know, we just have to fix that moving forward. What was uh, Sirianni's message to you guys in the locker room? Because to Hugh's point, I mean, you haven't lost a, get a lot of games like this, I'd imagine, in your football career. The Eagles have not lost a game like this for years. I mean, it's been, you know, a little bit. So I'm curious what Sirianni's message was to you guys right afterwards in the locker room. I mean, for us, it was kind of the same thing I'm saying. He said, you know, we didn't play good enough. And, you know, we got to come in, evaluate you know, what we can do better, what we can fix, and, you know, we got to move on. we got Dallas coming up this week, another good opponent, good team, and, you know, learn from our mistakes, fix it, and, you know, get better. I thought it was, inter oh, I thought it was interesting. Uh, some of the players yesterday in the locker room were saying, you know, this can be a motivation for them to have that type of performance. And some were like, they, they don't need a loss for that. I'm curious where you fall on using a, a game like yesterday, either as motivation or as like a chip on your shoulder. I mean, it's, it's definitely going to be a chip on my shoulder. Um, I mean, not in a negative way in that sense. I mean, it's, you know, moving forward, it's, it's going to be, you know, you know that's, that's not really acceptable, you know, personally, right. you know, the play that we had yesterday and, you know, whatever I can do as a teammate to, you know, help my guys out and whatever we have to do to play better and not have that happen again is, you know, that's kind of my mindset moving forward. We Listen, games like this happen. You don't want them to happen, and they never feel good. Uh, we talked about a game, Hugh, that we had in 2004 when we went to the Super Bowl. We went out to Pittsburgh, and we were 7-0 and at the time. You know, But a couple of games leading up to there, we didn't necessarily play our best, but we still won the games, right? So you still found a way to win those games just because we were the more talented team. 
We went to Pittsburgh, and they put a beat down on us. (laughs) (laughs) They put a beat down on us out there in Pittsburgh. Had the quarterback and the wide receiver going back and forth at each other, and all of that stuff became somewhat of a story throughout the week, and people got to being concerned if the team was all of a sudden going to collapse. And we got a game the following week on Monday night against the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, I forgot Monday that was night. the next week. Yeah. yeah, that was the next game. And so we were able to take all of that, and we knew how good we were as a team, but to be embarrassed like that, it, it, it really was a wake-up call for us, right? So it, it almost snaps you out of it and say, okay, we've been getting away with playing a certain way, knowing we haven't been playing our best. This team exposed us. Now we're about to be on national TV. People yeah. don't believe in us. What are we going to do? How are we going to respond? And we went out there and beat Dallas 49-14, to right? And didn't lose another meaningful game where we had our starters in until we lost in the Super Bowl to Tom Brady. So from that point on, we, 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 we had one of those wake-up calls, and it was embarrassing enough that it let us know we aren't invincible, we can be beaten, and just because you figure out ways to win in, in, in some of these close games at the end, that's a tough way to sort of live week to week. I only say that to say, as bad as it may feel right now, this can all change in a week yeah. with, with the win. And, <laughs> and, absolutely. And, yeah. and you know what, to piggyback off of that a little bit, the hardest thing that you're going to go through this week is dealing with this week and, and wait till <laughs> yeah. you get to Sunday <laughs> yeah. because you're going to have guys like us that we were we, – like this is, the, this, is the, this is the great part about what me and Ike do is because we've been on that side where, you know, we got our butt kicked and we got ridiculed all week long. The toughest part about this week is that you're going to have to eat that turd. And whatever is being said about you. Can, can we eat something else? It's a turd because you don't want to eat no turd, but you got to eat it. I don't even know so, what I'm about to say that. It's just a saying. Right? Let, me, let, me, let me have my moment. Let you cook. Let I'm me sorry, have my I'm moment. Sorry. I'm just but no, that, keep, that's the toughest part about it, man. And, and you take all of that, you compartmentalize that, and you go out there and you handle your business, man. Because it's not as bad as it is. Like I was telling you before when we were in the break, I said it's not the record. You know what I mean? We're talking about a team that earlier in the season got 70 hung on them. Now they're talking about, well, not yesterday, <laughs> but they were talking about they could potentially be a playoff team. So it's, it's definitely not the record. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that. I think, you know, going back to it, uh, you know, winning can kind of build some complacency among, uh, you know, everybody in the building. And, that, and that's the thing is, you know, you go into it and, you know, obviously we keep stats of everything. We watch the film and all this stuff. And, you know, I think building up to this, we had that Jets loss earlier in the year. You know, we came back and, you know, similar thing. We, we came in, we were like, hey, we got to do better. Here's the things we got to work on. You know, we started having success again. But there was also some little things that we just really didn't, you know, want to admit to that we say, you know, we're, we're still winning. You know, that record says, you know, 7-1, and 8-1, and 9-1. And, one. and you know, we were like, you know, it's all right. There's little things. And then, you know, that complacency keeps building up and then, you know, we I think we have an extremely talented team, and we've been able to win games with this just that talent. You know, you've seen it. You know, the end of these oh, yeah. games, we're you know making a drive. You know, last few minutes to go down and win. Uh, but you know, we get into these games where you're playing equally talented teams with you know good coaching, good schemes, all this stuff, and they're just going to capitalize on those little things that you really haven't uh, you know wanted to fix. So yeah. I think that's what happened yesterday, and. For us, you know, it's, it's a wake-up call and go out there and, 
you know, really say, hey, the, these are all the things that, you know, we kind of brushed under the rug, but now it's time to do some spring cleaning and, you know, make sure we're ready to go. Yeah, still a lot of football left to be played, a lot of things still left to be decided. You guys still have everything on your goal list right in front of you, and you certainly control it. So, um, like I said, tough one yesterday, but you get through that, and we got the Cowboys this week. So, believe me, that, that, that could be the medicine for everybody around here. Take those guys down, and then all is certainly forgotten. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll try to move past this dreadful game we had yesterday <laughs> and look forward to kicking some Cowboy butt this week too, man. We got the uh, Cowboys coming up. We got Eagles Pro Bowler, left guard, Landon Dickerson in the house, Elliott Short Parks, Hugh Douglas, we're Chickies and Pizza in South Philly. Hey, Pete. No. America's greatest host right here, right here in South Philly at the number one sports bar in America. 94 WIP. Get a race. That's a good return song. Blair's anthem. Talk to him, you. Bun B. Andre Brees Why, why only you? I, I know every word to this song. Come on. The intro? Yeah, absolutely. Boy, the dollars in the club. Yeah. That's Andre Brees Welcome man. back to Sports Radio 94 WIP. Oh, yes, sir. We're in the Players' Lounge. Over here. Yeah. yeah, that's good music to come exactly, back to the yeah. Players' Lounge. That with, should be you know the official saying? anthem, I guess. Yeah, yeah. it's the Players' yeah. Anthem. Exactly. Yeah. I like that. I like that. How about you, LD? Like, what's your music selection right now? I mean, right now. Miss G, I, you leaving? Yeah, I'm speaking to Miss G. Uh, Miss Gail Jackson, Deshaun Jackson's mom is in the hey. house. Awesome. Yes. Love Miss G. Yes, I am. It's always a pleasure. Yes. Have a safe flight. Yes. Man, good weekend for Deshaun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good weekend, right? Uh, and, and you know what I loved about it? It looked like Deshaun enjoyed it. You know, sometimes, you know, Deshaun wasn't the most – his, his, personality, his personality is what he showed you on the field, but off the field, media and all of that, he didn't give you much Oh yeah, off the field. So he was real guarded with, 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 with all of that. So it was great to see him this weekend, embrace this weekend and enjoy it and be out amongst the fans and the public. These fans love Deshaun Jackson, man. He gave us a lot of exciting moments. Absolutely. I mean, just seeing him, I, I didn't get to play with him, but seeing him, you know, he came back to practice, I think it was on Friday, and just – you know, the, the embrace that, you know, the whole team, all the guys that play with him, you know, he's out there. We're trying to stretch and do practice. The guys are just, you know, running off the field to go up, you know, dap him up, hug him, say what's up. And, I mean, just you could really feel how much he meant to those guys around him. That's what, what, cool. What's it? They uh, actually called him at the end. Those those two years, D. Jack was here that, that second time around. He wasn't the same. He had that good <laughs> first game. I mean, yeah. hell, I think he may have, what, he, he – I think he may only played like five games. Well, in that first game, didn't he have almost 200 yards? Yeah, the first yeah. game he had two touchdowns, and, and, and it was great. But anyway, I just – it was a great weekend for him, and it was cool to see him. Always, you know, Hugh and I, we're old heads, man. So When they know, come there, we're like, what some point, did you we're play all going to be old heads. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah, one day. Yeah, but, you know, the great thing is, Landon, you're a draft pick here, so it's, it's also going to mean a lot more to you as a draft pick. Um, this is sort of a family atmosphere and bridging the different generations. It's, it's important to the old, older guys, and I'm glad 
they bring in the right type of young guys that's willing to embrace some of the older guys. I feel like around. I caught a stray. Some of the older guys. That come <laughs> oh, I, feel yeah, like I, I feel like I caught a stray. <laughs> no, dude, that's where we're at. We're no, one of I'm the older saying, guys. I'm just saying because at, he, cause you made it specific, talking about I didn't get drafted oh, by the Eagles. Oh, that's right. You didn't get drafted. That's I caught right. a stray. You see Sorry. that? I, I didn't get drafted by the Eagles either. No, but okay. I'm just saying, he, I caught a stray. Say, it's so well, you didn't get drafted it's by the Jets. It's something special for y'all. Okay, I can't I can't help it. I didn't get drafted by the Eagles the way y'all did. How many Jets alumni games are you going to? I ain't with man none. I don't even get alumni letters. So it's kind of like, you know, grip back, gritty, don't laugh at that. That ain't funny. That ain't funny. That, that wasn't meant to be a joke. That's the truth. I will say the Falcons do still send me newsletters. What that was so not, I caught, see that, I caught another straight. I see how I do. This one's my friend. I am still on their mailing list as one of the Listen, alumni. So, yeah. I was the defensive rookie of the you year. Were, that's what I'm saying. With the Jets. Yes. I had 10 sacks that year. Yes. I was the. Brightest light on a three and thirteen team. Yes. I don't get no damn invites Listen, nowhere. I was just in Atlanta for two years. I didn't do anything of significance. Man, I was in <laughs> I was in New York for three. <laughs> I know. And now I don't even like. I'm gonna say, say I gotta no say something. To nobody. I go knock on the door. Ain't nobody opening the door. I feel like the Jets got enough problems right now. Yeah, they do, <laughs> right? man. That, yeah, how, yeah. What, how, what what is that all about? Zach Wilson, yeah. man, it's not good. He said, "I'm out." Yeah. No, he was like, eh. I don't think Zach's going to be on their alumni uh, <laughs> list either when he, when he eventually. He's, Tony Richardson go to the alumni yeah. event. If yes. he gets to retire. He wasn't even yeah. drafted by listen, the Jets. Listen, you, you can be like Sean Landetta. He goes to all of his team's alumni. <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm just going to kick Sean in the Landetta door. Sean Landetta is a Ram. He's a giant. He's an eagle. I'm going to just kick in the door. I'm going to be that drunk uncle that just come to the barbecue, ain't even invited, just going to knock on the door. Don't tell them that's how you coming. Man. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. Coming. that's how I'm coming. So the Jets are definitely not putting you on. The when list do they have an alumni day? Let me call somebody. Make a phone okay, Landon. So as we move on from the 49ers game, right? Not a whole lot there that we want to get into, uh, but you do have the Dallas Cowboys coming up next. And listen, tough game against those guys the last time around. Cowboys have won. What is it? Fourteen straight, Elliot. Fourteen straight home games at home. Yeah, yeah. Fourteen. And, and if you look at their games. numbers at home. They're very, very different than on the road. So a very good team at yeah. home. Um, I know it's only Monday. I don't even know if you guys even had a chance to even – have you gotten into any Cowboys stuff? Or yeah, just... I mean, we, we got to watching some film this morning. Okay. And, uh, you know, after the game review, we kind of, you know, well, you know, review 49ers game, sat down, made our corrections, and then, you know, kind of get a jump start on, you know, watching some Dallas film, just a little kind of, you know, day one install. And, you know, here's kind of – what, what you should expect to see Wednesday when we come back with the game plan and the reason why the game plan looks this way. You know, just kind of a little sneak preview of things. Anything you remember specifically about that first game going up against that defense? I mean, just a, a, a well-coached defense overall. Um, you know, they got a lot of good players and you know, a really good scheme to come behind it. And, you know, you see they're having success with it. So, I mean, you know, we got to make our corrections and, you know, bring the A game. I'm curious, uh, you know, obviously there's been a lot made of this stretch of games. Uh, and I thought it was really interesting uh, what Ike and you were talking about, how when they had their bad loss in 2004, they got to go to Dallas and they got that opponent. And it was almost in some ways like a, a blessing that they got a big game right away to right. kind of, you know, get over the last one. What's your perspective on that? Like the, all these games in a row, like is it, is it exciting to get up for each of them or is it a certain point do you get to, you know, it's a little mentally exhausting, I guess, if that makes sense. I mean – I'm playing football for a living. I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that's been point. my dream since I was a kid. That's a good point. That's I'm, a good point. I'm never getting tired of it. I'm not yeah. waking up and going, oh, man, I got to go play football. I mean, I don't <laughs> think. No, one day you will. It just ain't yeah, happening. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that's in like 10 years. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Sure. But, 
I mean, yeah, I mean, any chance that I get up, you know, I wake up and I'm like, yeah, we, we get to go in and prepare for whoever it is. I mean, you know, regardless of however you know, I, I, people talk about this stretch of teams, I mean, it, it's the NFL. I mean, regardless of, you know, what what a team's record is or anything, I mean, it, this is the best of the best players. Yeah. And, you know, every game's going to be hard. I mean, just because a team, you know, might only be, you know, have three or four wins, I mean – they could still have really great players. I mean, I mean, look at the Rams whenever we played. I mean, yep. Aaron Donald, one of the best D tackles, you know, in this league still. And, you know, they, I mean, they're not having great success winning right now. But, you know, that doesn't mean I wasn't excited to get up and have the opportunity to go against a guy like that. I mean, it's the same thing every week. It's, you know, just the chance to go out there and, you know, just, just compete. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's the exciting part behind it is, you know, just waking up and being able to say, like, hey, I get to, you know, go up against, you know, this player, whoever he may be this week. And you know, I'm, I'm excited about that to go out and see, you know, who's going to be the better player. So is this one of those defenses? We focus a lot on Michael Parsons, right? And we're like, all right, where's number 11 at? Where's Michael Parsons at? Because the Cowboys tend to move him around. As an offensive line, is that – how much do you have to account for him in your sort of protection equation? You know, sometimes he's off the ball. Sometimes he's lined up in the middle. Sometimes yeah. he's on the edge. Yeah, I mean, obviously, a guy like Marcus, Micah, sorry, can uh, he can cause issues in a game? It would count like a, a game record almost. And you you have guys like that, that you see in the league. I mean, Aaron Donald was another guy like that, and like Chris Jones and guys like that that can really you know make issues if you just you know kind of treat them like you know Joe Schmo. You know what I mean? And you know, for us, we're we're taking that into account, and you know, we're gonna look at what we did from a protection plan in the first game, and. You know, see what was successful, and obviously they're going to move him around, whether he lines up, you know, inside, outside, off the ball. You know, he, he's all over the field, and, you know, going into that game, we'll, we'll have a pretty solid plan of what we're going to be able to do with him. 49er fans showed up. That, yeah. That was uh, – he was he was irritating last week. Yeah. He's back. Yes. Yeah. He's here to be irritating if tonight, I, if too. I, if I had a cap yeah. on, I would tip my cap to you. I mean, so. he got the big piece of chicken right now, man. I mean, hey, hey what, what can what you do? What can we do? Ain't nothing we can do. Well, he doesn't have the NFC Championship ring, for what it's worth. <laughs> there you go, Elliot. Yeah, he got, he got a regular season, three-season piece of chicken. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but I had a question about uh, Dallas, too. I heard uh, Howard Eskin actually made an interesting point earlier. He said that the Dallas Stadium sometimes isn't as loud, which is interesting because Ike, you bring up their home record there. You've played at the Dallas Stadium. What, what's that atmosphere like playing there? I mean, it's uh, obviously being kind of indoor. Um, sounds are always – I mean, every stadium's kind of different with the way noise is. I mean, you know, Arrowhead, extremely loud stadium. Same thing kind of in college, like just the way they're laid out and stuff. But, you know, anytime you go to these, you know, indoor stadiums, mm-hmm. it always seems to just kind of the sound echoes a little more. And, you know, I'm not sure. I know I know some teams are known for, you know, pumping in pumping some in extra sound. Some crowd uh-huh. noise uh, in maybe L.A. Um, I think, <laughs> I think where Ike played, Atlanta. So Atlanta, they, they, they got in trouble for it. They yeah. had to pay a fine. Yeah, that was, yeah. The, uh, that was the old dome, right? The, uh, yeah. the Georgia dome. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, I mean, and, and you played out here in AT&T, even in college you played yeah, out here, Yeah, right? we yeah. Played. It was the Rose Bowl, actually. Yeah. They moved it to uh, Dallas for the COVID year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. It's very, very, very interesting. It was, yeah, it didn't make a whole lot of sense. That but, COVID year, yeah, that was, yeah, that it was, was a, weird a lot of year. weird things happened. But. Mm-hmm. but it is, it will be, it will be a game that I would imagine the, we talked about this 49ers game being a high intensity game, right? And the 49ers had all this revenge on their mind and they wanted to atone for what happened in the NFC championship game. 
Well, the Dallas Cowboys are also chasing you guys, right? I mean, you've already got one win against them, and so they don't want to be swept in the season, and they certainly don't want to lose at home. So I would imagine you guys are preparing to get Dallas's best game, right? Oh, I, absolutely. I, just, I guess I'm, I'm asking, what does that feel like to be the, the hunted, right, the, 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 the team that everyone else in the conference is chasing? Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's been, you know, regardless even of the conference, just, you know, it, it seems like, you know, going into a lot of these games, we're, we're getting a lot of teams' best shot. And, you know, we're, we're going into these games expecting something, and then they're throwing stuff out that they haven't put on film or anything just to try and get their best shot at us. And, you know, for us, I mean, it's, it's a good thing to, you know, be in that position where we're going, you know, hey, the, these teams are doing, you know, crazy stuff they haven't even put on film just to try, you know, get one up on us. And, you know, for us, I mean, it shows that, you know, they, people respect, you know, who we are as a team and what we're able to do. And, you know, I, I mean, you know, this is a rivalry game. I, I have no doubt that Dallas is going to give us their best shot and they're not going to hold anything back. You know, it's you – know, and that's how we should be too. It's, you know, this is – I mean, it's Dallas. It's, it's, it's our rival. So, I mean, we got to come out guns blazing expecting them to do the same thing. I'm curious for actually all your guys' perspective on this as, as former players and, and a current player. There's so much talk about, you know, a team's record, so you, know, you kind of ignore maybe how they're playing, or that's really been the debate around the Eagles. I'm curious from an individual perspective, how hard is it to separate the final score of the game versus evaluating your own play? Like, if you, if you leave a win, is it, you know, do you, maybe you watch a little less film? It's like, all right, we won. Or just how do you evaluate your own play versus the final score, if that makes sense? I, it's very easy, actually. I mean, right. I, I, I'm in the game. I know how I played. I know the things I messed up. And, I mean, a lot of people take a different approach to how they assess games. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, for me, it's always the same. I mean, you know, even going in, you know, I don't really know if I've been truly happy with the way I've played this entire year. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless, we have 10 wins. So, uh, you know, different people look at it different ways. You know, the way the way I kind of approach it is I go in and, you know, I'm not really worried about the plays that we did well or the plays that I did well. I go in and look at the plays that I, I messed up on or didn't do great on or the things I could work on. And, you know, that those are the, you know, moments I'm going to spend a lot of time looking at. I mean, you know, it may be great that you go in there and win a game, but, you know, if, if I'm messing up, you know, you know, five, six times or whatever it may be, you know, what's the reason for that? What can I do to go in and fix this? Because, you know, I, you never want to be the reason that, you know, the, the team is struggling and, you know, you never, you know, we're never going to blame it on one play or one guy because, you know, it's one play doesn't make or break a game. Obviously mm-hmm. you have opportunities, you know, you have 50, 60, 70 opportunities a game to, you know, set the outcome of the game. But, you know, for me, it's, it's always going in and, you know, looking at the bad things a lot, a lot more closely than I do the good things. What what are some things maybe this year uh, off that comment like that you feel like you've been really good at or some things that maybe you personally have viewed on the tape that you want to be better at? I mean, honestly, I haven't been great in the run game this year. It's been kind of, you know, bugging me in the back of my head. And same mm-hmm. thing with uh, pass protection, just the firmness of the pocket there and then some blitz recognition stuff that's been kind of late. And, you know, that's, that's forcing the quarterback to, you know, hurry up through his progression or, you know, not feel comfortable sitting back there in the pocket and, you know, for me, that's is something I never want to, you know, be the reason why the quarterback's having to, you know, try and force a ball out early into a route or, you know, scramble out. It's, you know, things I'm continually trying to work on. I feel like um, Jalen yesterday 
gave us a little scare, right? He had to go in, get checked out. Concussion protocol, yeah, correct. Yeah, went in the tent. Uh, I will tell you, I, I originally thought it was his knee because just the way he got tackled and bent up. Yeah. And it wasn't until I saw him jogging into, yeah. into the locker room. I'm We're like, like sprinting, yeah, trying to get in there no, to get this right. test over yeah, with. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I was like, okay, well, it's not his knee. So it must be, yeah, the head. So, But good sense that he feels he feels pretty good today. Yeah, I think that he's good today. I mean, any time, you know, you have a guy take a hit like that, you want to make sure that he's okay because, you know, at the end of the day, we're, we care for him as a person and, you know, having a healthy life, you know, regardless as, you know, a quarterback, a player, whatever it is. But, you know, you want to make sure that, you know, first off, you know, just as a person, he's going to be okay mentally and physically mm-hmm. from that hit. And, um, you know, he, he was able to, you know, shake it off and come back out. And, you know, I think that, you know, his ability and his tenacity to, you know, want to come back in that game after taking a hit like that. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that get hit like that, and they're like, yeah, I'm done. And, you know, you saw he can't as soon as he finished his, uh, I guess, I don't know if it was a concussion protocol thing or what. I don't even know what it was. But whatever he did after coming back in the locker room and then, you know, next thing I know we're in the middle of a drive and, you know, Mariota was in and, you know, I go back to the huddle and then I see Hurts and I was like, all right, here we go. We're rolling. Well, it's especially impressive Jalen went back in considering how the day was going. You know, to your point, like we've seen players that where if the game's going poorly, they get hurt, they just kind of call it. Not in recent years, not anyone on your team. But it was impressive that Jalen did do that, I thought. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that just really shows that, you know, he, he's in this thing no matter if it's good, bad, or ugly. Like, yeah. he, he's going to play ball. And, you know, that's something that especially you want to see from, you know, your teammates is, you know, he, if, you know, if we're down by, I don't know, whatever it was, 20 points at that point, you know, he, he still wants to play. It doesn't matter what the scoreboard is, whether he just took a hard hit or whatever. He just wants to play ball and be out there with his guys. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. I want to ask you, Landon, before we get you out of here. Got a new teammate uh, today. So, oh, yeah, Shaq yeah, Leonard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got a new teammate today. I just want to get your thoughts on, you know, how he has done this several times this year, bringing people in. So I just want to get your thoughts on, fitting into the locker room, the culture, and that sort of thing. we got to take a quick, real quick, Hugh. We'll be right back. Eagles Pro Bowl left guard, Landon Dickerson. We're at Chickies and Pizza in South Philly. Come on down and hang out with us right here on 94 WIP. Hey, everyone. This is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. We're coming back with Weezy F, baby. Yeah. All right, listen, don't give me no ideas. We'll turn this joint out now. I'm telling you. <laughs> Welcome back to Sports Radio 94 WIP. It's the Cheekies and Beats Players Lounge. We're at the home of the official sports bar of our Philadelphia Eagles at Chickies and Peaks right here in South Philly. And Landon Dickerson is hanging with us just for a few more moments. Elliot Short Parks, Hugh Douglas. Uh, I was saying before we went to break, Landon, New teammate in, uh, Shaq Leonard is in. He came in to visit last week. Um, Julio Jones was signed. Bradley Roby was signed. I remember last year bringing in Linval Joseph and Indomitian Sue. It seems like signing these guys and bringing them into the culture has not 
It's been beneficial. It hasn't done anything to disrupt the culture in there. Now, you're inside the locker room. So what do you think a guy like Shaq Leonard is going to be able to bring to the table? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, Shaq Leonard, I haven't met him, haven't got to introduce myself. I know he was busy uh, whenever he came in, you know, with all the upstairs people and coaches and everything. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm just excited to have a guy like that, a tremendous player, a guy that, you know, can has a lot of experience in these games and um, just in football in general. And I think, you know, Howie's done a tremendous job of bringing in these, these veteran guys that are able to not only contribute on the field but help, you know, kind of – coach and bring these young guys along and you know I saw I saw him do it with you know Linval and Jordan Davis last year just them talking and then you know Linval just kind of teaching them you know the ropes of you know just being a nose tackle like and just little stuff that you know is just kind of instilling his knowledge that he's had in all those years of play on him and I think Shaq's going to be a, a great asset for us to kind of you know help these younger guys our linebackers even guys that haven't been you know, playing as much or have been like, you know, practice squad guys we're bringing up and just being able to educate them and really, you know, kind of form this team and help, you know, the defense and everybody come together. You know, I, I just if I'm allowed to switch gears for a minute, because you have a unique perspective that I would like to, you know, just get a get a feel for how you feel about this. So how do you feel about Florida State getting jobbed by Alabama? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Someone that played at both schools. Yeah, right? that's so, what I'm yeah. saying. So, yeah, that's a good question. Right. No, it is. Yeah. So, I mean, the, it's this, a tight, tight one to walk. It, it, it's going to be a tight one to walk, and, I, and some Alabama fans out there may not like me for saying this, but Florida State, in my mind, has, has every right to be in the college football playoffs. I mean, you know, honestly, going 13-0, and 0, you can't do anything better. And I, I'm not really sure what the committee sees in that. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I'm going to show a little bit of my, you know, southern bias right here. But, you know, putting Washington in, I mean, even, you know. I, that's they, what I told Ike that yesterday. I, I mean, Washington don't deserve to be in that, man. I mean, no offense. We, we've seen it before. What happened, you know, you know Alabama, Alabama went out there. USC, they came out all crazy and stuff. Got waxed by, like, 50. I mean, <laughs> no offense, but, I mean, Pac-12, I just, I just don't see that going well. And I guess, yeah, they're deserving of it. They won out in their conference and all that stuff. But I mean, is it really that hard? I, no. I, mean, <laughs> I would have kept Texas yeah. out. Yeah, I, and I think, I mean, I, Texas, know, somebody from the SEC had to be in. And since Bama beat Georgia, Bama yeah, they're SEC champion. Yeah. yeah, and I'm not sure what they did for the Texas lobbying, but I mean, I, I think they had a loss to Kansas too. And I mean, what was it, week two that Alabama lost to them? Yeah. I mean. If they're just going to hold on to things from, you know, week two, I mean, obviously teams get better and improved throughout the year, and they obviously take into account the current situation of teams because their reasoning was that, you know, Jordan Travis at Florida State was right. hurt. I mean, if you're, if you're taking that into account, then you should say, okay, well, Alabama beat the number one team, and, you know, Texas really hasn't beaten anybody that great. So, you know, I, I, deal, I mean, in my head, if, if we didn't want to really, if, you know, if you want to keep Michigan, Michigan and Washington in there, I think it should be Florida State at three and Alabama at four at that are, point. Are you concerned for about half your locker room that Georgia didn't get in, or what do you think the the morale is going to be like with all those Georgia Bulldogs not getting in? I mean, it, it's tough, and, and the thing with the the CFP, the, the way the playoffs are set up right now, with just being four teams. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, even in just the Power Five conferences, somebody's going to get snuffed out, and that's yeah. that's just how it is. And I, I think once they you know switch over to this twelve team playoff, I think it's the next year. Yeah, uh, I mean that'll solve a lot of issues when it comes to college football in general, and just seeing who who actually is you know the best four teams. Man, Eagles left guard Landon Dickerson, everybody. <laughs> LD, 
Good luck uh, Sunday night, my brother. Go down there and take business, take care of business against those Dallas Cowboys. Absolutely. Go birds. Go birds. Yes, sir. Manny Dickerson, we're going to let him get out here, you know, take some pictures, kiss some babies, sign some autographs, do that, what he does. And we'll get ready to uh, finish this thing up. That was actually a real good question there, Hugh. Um, you were surprised. Like, I, I don't – like, I've been taking – catching strays all day. You, you, you act like you surprised no, I asked a good question. Anything. Well, you just let me I feel attacked. Quit being defensive about it. I feel, a, I feel attacked right don't, now. Don't I feel attacked, brother. I, all I was saying, it was a good question because he played at Florida State and Alabama. That, that's all I yeah. said, dude. I don't think he'll be on the Florida know, State uh, uh, or the uh, Alabama that's all I, said. I didn't think of that. It was a good, it was yeah, a good it was. question, dog. No, because I, I just remembered because uh, – okay. Because we were talking about, money. yeah, well, I appreciate it. I feel, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I, I, just felt, a I, felt, I felt a little, I felt a little, I felt some kind of way, It's a man. player's lounge divided to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, felt better when Landon was between you two and not just me. I'm, good. I, I'm not looking to argue about anything. I just said. No, I mean, I just, because it's, it's just funny because it, it's like you look at the committee. And you just wonder what they're going to do. Washington is going to get dragged. And then you mm-hmm. talk about, we talked about it yesterday, how, the, the number one seed and the number four seed, that's a bad draw for Michigan. It's a yeah, bad draw. Yeah, to be draw. number one against <laughs> Alabama. Yeah, Michigan hasn't beat anybody. <laughs> yeah. No, but I'm just they saying. They beat Ohio State. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the only team they beat. They didn't beat anybody else. Who would your top four have been? It would have been. I mean, Michigan has to be in there because they have to represent the Big Ten, so they right. have to be in there. But I would have put uh, Florida State, Alabama, and Washington. What about you? Well, I wouldn't have put Washington in. I'd have let Texas stay. They won their conference. No, but 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 They're Washington undefeated. But I, I get that. But that Pac-12 team, man, they get like they when the matchups to me, it feels like, like especially across the front four. Do you realize? Always, do you realize before you go into all this, you realize the SEC had a losing record against other Power Five schools in uh, interconference play. You talking about this year? Yeah. Dude, in other don't words, care. In other words, uh, what, the SEC so they, isn't as strong as it once as was. It's been in I hear the past you. I hear you. It's okay. Top okay. They had two good schools at the top. But it's always been like the SEC. To be honest, has always been top heavy. It's always been like the, for the last what five or six years. It's always right. been Alabama and Georgia, and Georgia finally broke through, and that's why you know Georgia not getting in seems messed up. Yeah, that's the chance to defend your title to be not even given and, that opportunity. And you know, and you know what's the funny thing about this is this is almost the same scenario. That it was like a few years Wrap ago. Wrap it up, Hugh. We got to get ready to get up out of here. It's been See another that right great there. See week. How me? Well, when it's a hard out, I got no choice. We got bills to pay. Hugh Douglas, Elliot Short Parks. It's the Players Lounge, man. Keep it on time. Monday Night Football is up next. <laughs>